and welcome to another episode of Ion Horror! I'm one of your hosts, Miles, and today I'm joined by Chris. What up, Chris? Hello, puppet. And I'm joined by Josh. What up, Josh? Yo, how we doing? I'm doing great. Some might say every day's a gift. Thriving, <laughs> surviving, <laughs> barely alive and protect your neck. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we're uh, we're here today to have a very special episode about Stranger Things, the very popular hit Netflix show Stranger Things. Season four. Season four, mother suckers. And um, we think it's been long enough now that most people have seen it if they're going to watch it at all. It took me forever to watch it. And if I've got it done, then everyone else pretty much has it done, if is my estimation. So um, before we get into that, either of you guys do anything spoopy? Josh? Um, as of this recording, the Halloween Ends trailer is coming out tomorrow. That's, that's about the only thing I got going on, but I'm pumped Ooh. for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe we should do a prediction episode sometime. I'm into Who that. Who do we think's gonna die? How's Michael gonna die? Is Michael gonna die? All these questions and more. <laughs> what if it just what if the entire franchise ends with the, the United States government being like, We no longer recognize ha- <laughs> Halloween as a holiday? Yeah. It ends forever. <laughs> Evil dies tonight. Halloween dies tonight. <laughs> yeah. It's we don't have to kill Michael. We need to kill the holiday to end his spirit. <laughs> I've been calling it for years, and I'm still calling it. Tackled off a waterfall. It might be it. It might be it. <laughs> um, I will accept any other high structure as well. She tackles him off a radio tower or something. I'm taking credit for that. Fire tower. Yeah. <laughs> tackles him off, lands on on a landmine. They've been planting that they, since episode one. <laughs> they chased each other up a tree or something. And then they both fall. <laughs> like the ending of the first Hobbit movie. They climb up a tree. Like a couple of fighting bears. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Chris? You do anything spoopy? Uh, so, since we're talking about Stranger Things, I figured it might be fitting to talk a little bit about my Dungeons & Dragons campaign that I've been playing with some friends and Hell yeah. spe- specifically our most recent session we we've gone into this haunted house um and so we're like exploring all these different rooms and we have two players who have never played before so of course like one thing i've noticed is when it's like your first time playing some people get so down in the details of like i want to check every room which direction is this how big is this room describe it in detail i'm me i'm like Square room, monsters, okay, attack. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty straightforward about it. But um, so, anyways, we were, we found a trap door and we were trying to go through it, and there was a voice that terrified us, uh, everyone except for my character. Um, it was like a psionic voice, so it was in our heads. Um, so we were like, oh shit, and then you know we we. Did some more exploring. We went into the kitchen. These giant centipedes crawled out of the drain in the kitchen. We had to fight those things. Um, And then we went downstairs, and so now we're in the basement. And that was very funny because um, there's, like, these things that are basically, like, leeches called rock grubs. 
And um, so we, we see a dead body in the corner and we're like, that fucking thing's definitely coming back to life. Let's just attack it now and make sure that it doesn't have a chance. <laughs> so we're all like long ranging it and stuff. And because we did that, the rock grubs, I guess, were in, infesting the body. Um, so they all like crawl out of it like maggots. And then one of our characters who I describe as Jacked Ang from Avatar The Last Airbender. He's a Goliath monk. He fucking decided to do some dumb shit and do like a quadruple front flip over the rock grubs and he messed up so then he got four under his skin so he while we're all fighting he's like burning them off with the torch one one grub per round of combat and we're like fighting for our lives um meanwhile another member of my party is we go into the next room and engage with some humanoids and he keeps trying to interrogate one of the humanoids while we're fighting. And I'm like, stop trying to interrogate. Like, we're getting our ass kicked. You got an arrow sticking out of your shoulder and you're trying to question this person? Like, no. So <laughs> it's been uh, it's been an interesting experience. It's been very fun. Um, and uh, yeah. Oh, I should also mention what my character is. Um, my, my name is Quinlan Vercosia. And I am a 438-year-old dampier bard uh a la gerard way from my chemical romance so <laughs> i've got black bangs and i wear dark eyeshadow and all of my songs are very angsty and i also love poetry and i have a deep-seated evil inside me that i never want to let out so um so there you go that's that's my uh my spooky take also i'm seeing nope on thursday of this week the uh the new jordan peele Ooh. Alien movies. Hell yeah. So I'm excited about Very that. Cool. Yeah, how about you, Miles? Well, I have a spooky thing, but I also want to talk about D and D since we're doing it. I'm wearing a D and D shirt right now. Um besides that, uh my D and D session, uh I play a cleric because no one ever wants to play a healer. So I'm the healer of the group. And uh I decided my church was the Church of Jurassic and my patron saint is Jeff Goldblum. And uh, <laughs> it's been this way for many months at this point that we've been playing. And uh, the DM was pretty receptive to it. And in the last session, there was a group of cultists that were chanting, Life finds a way. Life finds a way. <laughs> and they summoned an action figure of Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> and uh, it's fucking awesome. And he blessed me with a Tyrannosaurus Rex I can ride around. And uh, then I just like blew through like an army of people chomping them and stuff and it was fucking dope and that was the last that session of D&D it was awesome That's amazing. <laughs> so now I have a T-Rex pet and it's fucking awesome and uh anyway so that's D&D but as far as horror goes I started a beloved video game from 2010 called Dante's Inferno either of you guys play that? oh yes yeah. I played that I didn't get to finish it but I did play it for a little bit it's very God of War it is exactly God of War Yes. That, if you were an Xbox gamer, that was your alternative to God of War, like myself. Yes. Yeah, and it's pretty dope. I'm When I'm editing podcasts, I'm always rocking out on a game. I just finished the Arkham series, and I was like, well, I never played this one. I've had it for literally 12 years. So I uh, gotten into it, and it's God of War, and it's dope. Scratching a weird itch that I didn't realize I had. Demon babies come out of that lady's nipple. I was just about yeah. to say, have you seen the Purgatory Children? I'm literally just beat that. Like literally right before this recording was fighting the demon so babies. Disturbing. It was yeah. crazy. So many tits in it. It's obviously geared towards teenage boys. Like there's so many tits constantly. 
<laughs> oh, don't worry. The the end game when you fight Satan himself, he has got the biggest penis I have ever Fuck seen yeah. in a video game, and it's absolutely I'm so excited. horrific. I think it actually turns into a weapon at one point, like no joke. <laughs> like if I remember correctly, I mean, it's been I think I played that when I was in like high school or middle school, but holy shit, that his dick is like they thought when when Cyberpunk came out, everybody's like Oh my god, you can like model the genitals however you want. It's like, nah, all I want is the devil's dick from Dante's Inferno. <laughs> <laughs> Circa we need 2013. To, we, we need to isolate that and make it like a button that we push. No, I just want the devil's dick. <laughs> <laughs> I can literally make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> Any possession movie. Nah, I just want the devil's dick. <laughs> Yeah, the fucking, like, lady whore monsters, they, like, their vaginas open up and it is, like, a scorpion stinger comes shooting out of it and stuff. It's like, what the fuck? (laughs) This game is crazy. So, yep, that's been my spooky thing. So, the topic at hand. I I, I just want to throw this out there. That game inspired me to read The Inferno brought by Mm -hmm. Dante Al-Jahiri or Algiri or whatever. Uh that book sucks. <laughs> no, it actually it doesn't suck. It is interesting. Like I thought it was a it was a good read, but when you come from the like sensationalized, hyper violent, hyper sexualized Dante's Inferno video game to reading, you know, I don't even know what century Dante grew up in, but like fucking Greek philosopher shit from you know yeah. shortly, I think it's the 14th shortly after Christ. Century. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it's fucking. It's it's a bit of a switch. So you you don't get to hear in detail about the devil's dick in that one. So that's why I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a painting in my dining room of like. Um, there's a guy named Hieronymus Bosch. He had this like 12 foot tall painting that was like all the the layers of hell from Dante and then like layers of heaven. And I have like the top layer of hell. And it's just this big painting in my uh, dining room. And it occurs to me, like, bringing girls home from Tinder, it might be a little off-putting to look at these tiny pictures of people getting tortured and raped. Bro, and I was literally just about to say, you might have to you might have to throw a uh, poster on top of that just just temporarily yeah. until, until you get the hooks in. The fact that that wasn't your first thought when you saw it was a little weird. <laughs> Dude, as soon as I got it stuck to the wall, because I couldn't, like, get a, a like... A frame for it because that would have cost me a billion dollars so i literally just stuck it to the wall and now i'm like oh no <laughs> but all the lady friends so far have been like this is the coolest shit and i'm like whoo <laughs> dodge that one you want to see my dungeon in the basement <laughs> <laughs> boy do i have a youtube video to show you alexa play dante's inferno devil dick scene <laughs> Get him in the mood. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Trust me, you ain't seen nothing like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to get to it. Any whoosins. So we're here to talk about the children's program, uh, Stranger <laughs> Things. <laughs> I am not the hugest fan of this show, but this season was pretty fucking dope. How do you guys feel about the show overall? I love it. I love it so much. I've yeah. loved it since day one. I think season three was a little off for me, but I still enjoyed it. I don't I, much care for the Russia stuff. That's so 
Three really got me off. <laughs> I'm in the minority of Stranger Things fans where season three was my second favorite. Um, I almost on par with season one. Uh, there's particular things about it that I just fucking loved. But um, yeah, I've loved this show since it first aired. Um, I was living with Brandon, who I do the Geek Peak with. Uh, when this show started coming out and I watched the first two episodes and I was like, yo, you gotta, you gotta come in here and watch this. So we ended up binging the whole first season and it's definitely been, uh, in my opinion, the strongest Netflix TV show that they've put out period. Um, until I, I would say until I found dark, I think, I think I like dark better than stranger things, but, um, yeah, it's, I think it's fucking phenomenal. I think it hits all the right notes. Um, I think the child actors are actually very good in this. Um, the music is always fire and it scratches that like it scratches the horror itch, but it doesn't delve like all in on that. So it's like more accessible to people who maybe are not interested in watching horror content. I really enjoyed season three as well. I thought season three was pretty solid. And I also, it might be because I waited on season three until four came out and I just like went through all of it in one shot I think the continuity there and the energy kind of flows pretty well. The pacing is very good from, like, three on. I didn't love the pacing of one or two, but three is pretty fucking mm, chef's kiss as far as pacing goes. Uh, I will refute that this is not the best show that Netflix has come out with because Ozark is a thing. But other than that, it's pretty solid. I do love Ozark. That's definitely up there. And I like House of Cards until uh, Kevin Spacey got <laughs> got canceled um, was also very good. But I just think I don't know. Like this this show hits the nostalgia notes of like all of your favorite stuff from the eighties, um, while also kind of telling a new story, which I'm appreciative of. I th- it just kind of like. They kind of caught lightning in a bottle with this with this series. I, I honestly can't believe Netflix was the one to uh, to come out with this. Yeah, I, I really like season one, and I think it, it, it season one's probably my favorite season. But this new one is it's a close second, if not overtaking it. This season was incredible. <laughs> yeah, <And> terrifying. <laughs> Like, I'm a big, big fan of season three with the mall, the aesthetic of the mall, and um, I thought the Mind Flayer monster is fucking awesome in season three, and I love Dustin and um, Steve's relationship in three, as well as the introduction of Robin. There's a lot of just really great shit that happens in three, even like Erica being incorporated more. Like, I love all that. Yeah, I don't hate three at all. I just don't much care for the Russia stuff. Yeah. For sure, but like, like what, I understand why they put it in because it's fucking eighties and stuff. But it's like them infiltrating the country and building a mall. Like it was just like, yeah. And the kids are gonna be the ones that infiltrate this thing. Like it's a little. It was a little too much. Steve Harrington got beat up by Jonathan. Come on, <laughs> like he can't be taking down Russians. <laughs> well, what I was gonna say is, with all of that stuff, like as much as I loved season three and in. In my mind, it was a contender of like potentially being a better season than season one. I think four is better than three and as good, if not better, than season one. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Season four is Nightmare on Elm Street, but like 16 hours long. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> like, Nightmare on Elm Street meets It meets Carrie. <laughs> Pretty yeah, much. A lot of It. A lot of It. There's been a lot of, a lot of It through the whole series. Yeah. 
Yeah, like definitely draws their inspiration from Stephen King, and uh, it's uh, the the Nightmare on Elm Street shit is pretty fucking effective. Um, it's wh- done so well. It's done so well. Um, what's the bad guy's name again? Vecna. Vecna. Uh, Matt Mercer came up with a character named Vavek, which I keep getting it mixed up. But Vecna was created by uh, Mr. Gary Gygax, who is the creator of Dungeons & Dragons. So they went as old school as it fucking gets for this season. And they made him like Freddy Krueger. I don't know if he was like Freddy Krueger in the old school stuff, because I never played it. But um, how did you guys feel about Vecna as a character? Did he look cool? Were you compelled by him? Did you figure out who he was before the reveal happened? Uh, I've started to figure out who he was before the reveal happened and then just like a lot of other things in this season the internet ruined it for me before i actually got there that was a, a big point of contention with this season was dodging fucking spoilers like fucking neo dodges bullets fucking tell me about it jesus <laughs> uh so. i loved vecna i did not know who he was um i stayed off the internet until the like three days or so until I, I was able to kind of binge through everything. Um, so I thankfully didn't have anything spoiled, but holy shit. Like the, I mean, it was harder for volume two because I think people were so fucking amped up and it wasn't, you know, like volume two is less lengthwise than the volume one. There's more episodes. So people could yeah. just like binge through those two movie style episodes and then drop spoilers, whereas volume one, it was like a lot harder to have something spoiled because they had to go through like, what, eight hours worth of TV? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I thought Vecna was very effective. I thought the practical effects work on him is fucking awesome. Um, like practical meets CGI. And I just thought he looked very, very cool. And then when they finally revealed everything that was going on, like, to me, I didn't really give a shit about the Papa storyline because, like, as far, in my mind, Papa's been dead since season one. So this dude's, like, been dead since, like, 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't even know why they brought him back in the first place, to be honest with you. They should have probably just brought a new character in. Um, I didn't feel like... We well, it's because they said he was... They teased that he was alive when they tortured that security guard in season two when Eleven was with her sister. Oh, yeah, like, uh, see. I was like, oh, Papa's still alive, and then I just never went back to it for season three. Yeah, I also, that's like the one episode of Stranger Things that I, like, despise, so I kind of blocked that yeah, one out. Yeah, everybody seems to. I really thought the finale with Papa was was really good, though. That whole scene of her taking down the helicopter and shit. That was like, crazy. It really, <laughs> it really felt like, because she said she went away to become a superhero again, and that really felt like a great superhero moment. I wasn't as big on part like the first episode of volume two, except for that scene. Like I did like that scene, but overall, like my, my only criticism of the end of this season was like so much shit happened in the piggyback, which is the finale compared to, uh, I forget what the other episode is called, but the one where she brings the chopper down, Kind of felt like that was the only thing that happened in that entire episode that was really of note. Yeah, it all kind of blends together, so I'm trying to remember what's in what episode. I didn't start watching this season until, like, both parts were already out. 
so I don't have like a frame of reference, but going through it all at just one the, shot. Just the last two episodes are volume two. Gotcha. I don't know. I thought the pacing was pretty solid. There were some characters who I thought didn't really matter all that much and pissed me off. Like uh, the preppy boys that want to kill everybody with wrenches and stuff. I don't understand mm. why they couldn't have just been those two cops. Like, could have yeah. just made that the two cops. It didn't need to be the guy. And then they just cut him in half with the earthquake and it was like, could have been anybody else. Could have just been anybody yeah. else. But Yeah, it... Uh, that's why the episodes were so long because they had so many different storylines to touch on <laughs> that every episode had to be two hours to fucking be able to tell what's going on with these preppy kids. <laughs> yeah, right. And it was a bit of a stretch that Hop burning a bunch of Demogorgons changed the way that Vecna was behaving. I was like, eh, alright, I guess. It, you guys have to matter somehow. The yeah, because hi- The really hive mind. Yeah hive mind and yeah i mean the whole jason subplot was kind of whatever it reminded me a lot of halloween kills but uh i did feel like you need to have some kind of antagonist uh dealing with lucas and max otherwise things would have just gone too perfectly mm-hmm. yeah i was worried that he was going to shoot lucas and that was going to count as the like final death to open the gate because it was where vecna was in the upside down I didn't really understand that part. There were no gates open, so how did he just gain the ability to start open gates? Because he's he's got the gift and he's just become strong enough? Yeah, I think he like mind melded with whatever the evil presence was. With the upside down itself? Yeah, pretty much. Like that black uh, tornado shit that he wandered into. Yeah, uh, that was the, the mind flare, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. No, because like he's the fucking mind flayer. That's just like an, some kind of evil entity. Like they referred to that's... the mind flayer as a different thing, though. Because I thought in season two they determined the big smoky thing was the mind flayer. Yeah, yeah, but but it's the... all like connected. Yeah, but at the mm. end of this, they reveal that it was actually Vecna in charge of everything. Like Vecna's the one who took Will in the beginning. Like everything has been Vecna. We just thought that Vecna was like another mini boss, but in actually he's like the end game. Gotcha. Is there anything that happened in the season that you didn't like? Hmm. Uh, besides the preppy kids, um, I don't know. I I really was pretty into this season. I was a little upset that Max got so fucked up at the end. <laughs> I, I would have preferred her to die. She had done. Yeah. Oh, really? You thought she was going to be the, the final gate thing? I would have been okay with her like, dying. Yeah, like, I didn't want her to die, per se, but I also kind of felt like, I don't know, they, like, literally brought her back to life. And so, like, next season, it'll be interesting to see what they do. But, like, if she comes back next season, has her sight back, all of her limbs, like, recover, like, I feel like that kind of cheapens what happened. See, that's not what I think yeah. is going to happen. I think Netflix put their little fingers in this, and they were like, you know what we need? A handy-capable person. So she's going to be in a wheelchair, but she's going to represent, like, okay, you've been through some trauma, and you're trying to recover, and I don't know. I think that she's not going to just suddenly recover from this. I think it's going to be, like, the rest of the show. She's going to be pretty fucked up. I think she's going to stay in a coma for the whole rest of this show, and then, like... I'm hoping it isn't, but this is smelling a lot like time's going to get reversed or something. Mm. And everything, all this is going to be a D&D game or something like that. 
They, uh, the Duffer Brothers did confirm there will be a time jump in the next season. Yeah, because they've all gotten so fucking old. Yeah. <laughs> they can't pass them <laughs> off as 15 anymore. One theory that I had um, with my, my co-host over on the Geek Peak that I thought would be super fucking cool is if the beginning of next season starts out like Terminator. Like oh, where, and the future's all fucked up? Yeah, where just like Hawkins is a fucking wasteland and like we have like our whole group they are in the midst of executing their plan to try to say or try to kill Vecna once and for all, and it goes awry, and we just get like four or five characters killed within the span of like thirty minutes. Days of Future Past yeah. style. That would be fucking awesome, right? Like, I don't think they'll Vecna's do that. Vecna's a sentinel. <laughs> well, they, they've, they've also said that the reason they said the upside down is stuck on the day that the gate opened is going to be a very big thing. Mm. So I'm hoping it doesn't at the end rewind back to that date and be like, oh, start over, no more upside down. Like I don't want any. I don't know. Endings are so hard, so I'm like very worried that the ending of this is gonna suck because I love the show so much. It's definitely a Stephen King thing to do, though. It's like, yeah, oh no, Stephen time King started over. the landing. Yep. <laughs> so, and then we, they can be like, we did it on purpose. <laughs> So one of the something interesting about the Stephen King tie-in is uh, the book that Lucas is reading. Max is called The Talisman, which the Duffer Brothers are making a, a TV show for Netflix based on this book. And there's is that the spinoff show? They're speculating that yeah, it's going to be directly tied to Stranger Things. Yeah, interesting. They signed up to they started a production company called Upside Down Studios, and now they have a contract with Netflix to make a. Uh, some must be that talisman adaptation and they're supposed to make a, a stranger things spin-off show hmm. oh no they're doing they're and they're doing a death note movie nah that <laughs> yeah might, i feel like that might go terribly hopefully wrong. they make it good <laughs> yeah that last one wasn't so great but no so this one felt like the most D D of any season i feel like because, like, you could kind of pick out what classes everybody was. Like, I did not see Steve being a barbarian, but he was full-on barbarian. He was like, I got an axe, I don't wear a shirt, I'm the barbarian, and, like, I don't know, uh, what's her name is, uh, Barbara, she's a fucking ranger, she's got guns and shit, artificer. Not Barbara, not Barbara, Barbara's dead. Not Barbara. She died in the first season. Uh, uh, you're talking about Mike's sister. Yeah. Nancy. Nancy, yeah. Nancy Drew, yeah. yes. Nancy's got guns and shit. Boy, does she like guns. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, everybody's just kind of got a thing. Uh, the I'm so bad with names, guys. Girl from the ice cream shop. Robin. She's a Is rogue. She's supposed to be a mage. I feel like she's, she's a rogue. fireballs and shit. Uh, that's not a... Yeah, you're not terribly off, and maybe she is. But she's so, like, out there and goofy, I feel like she's a rogue. And, of course, yeah. we got a bard. I feel like Dustin is a wizard. What do you guys think? Or what What kind of... Where does Dustin fall? I feel like Dustin's a gesture. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a D&D class, but you're not no, wrong. No, they don't have gestures in that. I mean, there are gestures, but that's not what their class is. <laughs> I don't know. Chris, you uh, just played D&D. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, I feel got like the Dustin... Answers. Dustin might be a druid, actually, because remember he forms that bond with uh, with one of the creatures Andy. from the Upside Down. 
oh, yeah. in the second oh, that's season. That's a good point. Um, I personally also view Steve like I could totally see the barbarian, but I also kind of view him as like a paladin, maybe because he's like a protector of the children. That's a good point. That's a good point. Hmm. But yeah, outside of out, outside of Druid, I don't really know. Like, I mean, Dust. Oh, you know what Dustin is? He's a fucking tinkerer or whatever. That's like, like a, a type of dwarf. But yeah, like a like a machinist or what? Like what you know, a tech based class because he. He builds Cerebro. Artificer. Yeah, Artificer, that's, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, he builds Cerebro, which really, really helps them. And then, uh, you know, throughout the show, he's always been very, like, uh, his ingenuity is, is very high. Interesting. I like how they were like, Mike, you're the leader. Look, you you run the team with your heart. And it's like, everyone's like, fuck Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's the least interesting. He's the worst. Dude, if they don't cast Mike as Ichabod Crane someday... They are cheating the next generation of kids. Like, <laughs> he is a perfect oh Ichabod God. Crane. Miles, you don't like Johnny Depp as Ichabod? It should have been Adrian Brody for us, but it's going to be the guy who plays Mike for this one. It really should have been Adrian Brody. Holy shit. <laughs> Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. <laughs> How did I know? You knew. Um. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. I it was very D and liked oh, wait, the pacing wait, we of it. Cover the rest of them. Lucas okay, would okay. definitely be the ranger. Right. You think Lucas so? kicked ass this season. I, I thought he was a fighter. Well, he's a hybrid now because, but like, remember he used to use his slingshot, and he's a basketball player. Oh, you're right. He multi-class fighter. Yeah, and then um, <laughs> let's see, Max. I mean, I don't really know what Max would be. Like hmm. she makes jokes earlier in the show that she's a speedster because she can skateboard, but that's not really. She's class. a warlock. She's running around in another dimension. She's connected to a dark soul. She's a warlock. Uh, and then what about what about Coconut Head? Which one's Coconut Head? The one who's got the haircut, uh, Will from Coconut Head <laughs> from Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Yeah, yeah, Will. Like, literally the worst haircut of all time. He asked the Duffer brothers if he could change the haircut, and they're like, no. It's like, bro, seriously? <laughs> like, fucking seriously? Like, like, I don't ever ask for anything for my character, but please don't make me keep being Coconut Head. He's a warlock, 100%. Maybe Max isn't so much, but he's 100% a warlock because he, like, calls upon the Upside Down for all of his knowledge. He's a warlock, for sure. He's a fucking crybaby is what he is. You guys think he's gay? It's pretty clear he's gay, right? It's pretty clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got a boner for Mike. Yeah, very sad. Gay. I heard someone say that uh, Vecna isn't the highest level bad guy in D and D, like a, dra- a red dragon is. Yeah, and on his poster that he makes, they're fighting a red dragon. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, a little foreshadowing. Yeah, or maybe Vecna's going to turn into a red dragon. <laughs> yeah, because Vecna's what's that. known as a Vecna's a lich, which is somebody who's like dead, but they're so angry that they come back as this crazy, powerful zombie person. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that? they're. Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, have you seen that meme where it's the cover of Doom and it's like a news headline under? It? It's just like man, literally too angry to die. because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is Vecna. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. 
Dude, um, Argyle's my favorite new character. Sorry to change the subject. I don't remember what we were talking no, about. No, no. Dude, okay, so there's like such a split on him. Like I didn't mind him at all. Also, we didn't even we didn't cover Jonathan, but who cares? Like what Yeah, who cares? His, Fuck Jonathan. His, his class is stoner but not fun. Argyle is I do stoner, like how much he fun. cares about his brother though. That is yeah, good. if anyone's a paladin, it's that guy. He's a paladin. No, nah, we didn't. Well, who we didn't talk about was Eddie. Eddie's the fucking man. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> I like Argyle, but Eddie is the best. Thing Eddie is Miles, clearly a bard. Yeah, Miles said we have a bard earlier and alluded to it, but didn't specifically say. But I immediately was like, yeah, it's definitely Eddie. It's because I don't remember anybody's fucking names. That's my thing. <laughs> Eddie the Banished. I love yeah, he's the man. People are, like, gatekeeping, going, the only reason these people know about Metallica is because of Eddie and Stranger Things. And Metallica literally commented on the one guy's thing, like, hey, you know, it's okay, because they now know Metallica. Like, fuck off. <laughs> also, there's no way that's fucking true. Oh, you, you, like, it's not this hidden fucking gem. Everybody knows Master of Puppets. I think you grossly overestimate how stupid Zoomers can be, Josh. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> All of a sudden, Napster fucking their stock shoots through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I mean, it is true. It's not like they were the best-kept secret of rock and roll or anything. Like... <laughs> Metallica. They've been around for 40 fucking years. The biggest rock band in history. <laughs> the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Have you seen the video where Metallica plays along with uh, the scene from Stranger Things? No, yeah, that's pretty cool. With Eddie, like, yeah, the full, full they're all band. wearing Hellfire t-shirts. Yeah, it's fucking that's awesome. That's awesome. Fuck yeah, I that's awesome. I need one awesome. of those bad boys. Yeah, I'll I would love to have one of those. Time. I've seen, like, before I got to that scene, it was very spoiled for me that he plays Master of Puppets, and I was not happy about it. But... I would. I feel like Enter Sandman would have made more sense. That didn't come out to the nineties. That's true. Yeah. So, but they. Someone told me that like in order for him to have learned Master of Puppets, he would have had to learn it in two weeks. Like. Yeah. That, yeah. That album came out at the beginning of March, and this is set in March twenty second. Yeah. So he. Which he, is also from season two. They tell you that that's Will's birthday, and March twenty second. You can see on the uh, when they're at the roller rink. Mm-hmm. someone is recording on like a camcorder and they show it from the camcorder's point of view and it says that the date is March 22nd. So Eleven was like ruining Will's birthday by taking Mike to the... Oh, shit. No wonder he was such a pissy rink. bitch. No wonder he was so mad. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes sense. See, they pepper that shit in there. That's the joy of this show is that they pay attention to the little details like that. So good. But why not um, throw that in? Why not? Why not be like, yo, it's my fucking birthday. <laughs> That's they could have done that, but then it would have been, then the audience wouldn't have been on on Elle's side there. Yeah, I was definitely on her side. Fuck that bitch. I was glad she brained her with a fucking roller skate. For sure, for sure, because she could have ripped her in half with her mind. No, she couldn't <laughs> at that point. But that scene, like, I expected her to slap her, but she fucking hit her with a goddamn rollerblade and busted her head open, uh, and the whole time. As that episode ended, I was like, bro, Elle's about to go to juvie. Like, Elle's for <laughs> sure going to juvie right now. It like, was the 80s, baby. <laughs> there's so many fucking people that just watch that, and this chick is bleeding from her head profusely. It is the 80s. They should have just ran away. Like, Yeah, they'd have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for those darn staying where they were. Should have gotten <laughs> what you're talking about. We weren't there. 
where my brother and his friend Argyle. <laughs> <laughs> He's very Can we talk about Argyle stoners. now? I yes. love Argyle. Yeah, let's talk about Argyle. Josh, you didn't seem to him. like him. No, I like him. I just think the best new character is Eddie. <laughs> I agree. That's true. But also, that actor plays the exact same character in pretty much everything he's in. He's just the long-haired stoner guy. Have you seen the yeah. movie where he cuts his dick off by accident? Oh, is that him? I've heard of the movie. Yeah, it's <laughs> a comedy. <laughs> like, the title on Netflix, I forget what it's called, but it's literally, like, the It's called The Package. The Package, yeah, and the poster is just an eggplant emoji. <laughs> They're, like, camping out in the woods, and he accidentally cuts his dick off, and then it becomes this, like... Like these stoner teenagers trying to like figure out how to save his life. Yeah, can they deliver the package to the hospital to get it reattached? It keeps like dropping out of the cooler. <laughs> that sounds incredible! Oh my god, <laughs> I knew. I'm pretty sure he's in Pen Fifteen, right? I don't think I've seen that. I haven't seen that, that one's movie the Miles. Pen Fifteen is, I think, a show on Netflix. Where the whole premise is, it's like these comedians are writing about their high school experience, except they're playing themselves in high school when they're clearly like in their thirties and forties. <laughs> That's how it was I've, explained I've to me. I've seen the show on Netflix, but I haven't watched it. Yeah, because Pen Fifteen is is penis. Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't forgotten that. <laughs> anyway, so um, I could have I could have the worst stage of dementia, and I'd still fucking remember Pen Fifteen. <laughs> Something remember how to, forever. Remember how to draw the stupid S that everyone knew how to draw? It starts with three lines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, this is my Cloud Atlas moment. Like in all versions of myself, <laughs> I remember Pen Fifteen. Wouldn't that be a bitch? That's the one thing. <laughs> <laughs> Some people have like a love across seventeen dimensions and seven lifetimes, and I'm just like, pin fifteen meets penis. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best Cloud Atlas slash pen fifteen joke you're ever gonna find. <laughs> what an isolated connection. <laughs> I'm honored. <laughs> Okay, alright, so um, what else do you guys have to say about fucking Stranger Things? The new season kicked ass. Oh, we got Robert England in this shit. Yeah, we yeah. did. I liked his subplot. It was pretty Dick fun. Mr. Creel. Mr. Creel, I presume. <laughs> There's an idea that, because uh, there, there were posters, uh, like character head posters, and the backgrounds were like where they were set in the season. So, like, Will and Mike's were in, like, the house in California. And then, like, Steve and Nancy's were for uh, Victor Krill's house. And there's one of Nancy's mom, and it's Victor Krill's house. So people think that she might be Victor or uh, Henry Krill's little sister. Oh. oh, shit. That would be crazy. I thought she died, Yo, but that though. She was Will's the only mom? one who survived. Or, or, uh, no, oh, the little sister. Yeah, Vecna's sister. He murdered. Oh, did she die? He murdered the sister and his own mother. Oh, that's right. She, she was the first it. one to die. Was the sister? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but man, that, that scene that. was that scene was so <laughs> Hannibal. Silence of the Lambs. That was fucking awesome. I was like, hell yeah! They even got like the foldy chairs and shit. That was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I really liked how they introduced Victor Creel. I thought that was great. 
I couldn't big, get past the fact fan. that they used the Ozark loser as him as a young person. Like the whole time, I was like, that guy lets his dog lick his balls. <laughs> I haven't seen Ozark. I still need to watch that. Yeah, oh, the, well, there's the a character who addiction. Well, now we're really spoiling it, but yeah, <laughs> he's a total fucking dweeb. He, if anyone in in uh, Ozark was me, it's probably that guy. And uh, minus the <laughs> minus the dog licking balls part, I realize I've just dug myself into a hole, and we're digging our way out of it now. Do you guys have anything else you want to say about Stranger Things? <laughs> Yeah, I think that we should definitely just talk about that fucking crazy-ass fight montage at the end of the season where we got Hopper and Joyce and, um, fuck, I always forget Murray. Loved Murray. Yeah, Murray. First of all, Murray, Murray Murray using kung fu on the airplane was fucking hilarious. <laughs> He's a monk! You see, they're all D&D characters! <laughs> <laughs> um... But that that whole fight scene at the end where they trap the the Demogorgons in the prison yard and then Murray flame throws them and then Hopper picks a fucking claymore up and is fighting <laughs> yeah. with a two hander sword against this burnt de- like injured it's the Demogorgon. fucking Conan sword. That thing it's is sword. sick. It's the actual prop from Conan. Really? Yeah, so 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 Hopper yeah. Hopper would definitely be a barbarian. I thought that or part was a, a little much because I'm like, where's a fucking, where did a sword come from? Well, they were That's using one of the things where it they, like made me think, is this all going to turn out to be a and d game? Well, they had them. Remember earlier when they were sentencing the prisoners to fight and they had like the weapons cache? Yeah, they had these archaic oh, weapons. Oh, is that what that's from? Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. I think he's I a fighter though. Because like fighters are typically like the leaders of the group. And I really think that that hop is a fighter, if anything. Because, like, a barbarian just runs blindly into battle. He's pretty tactical. And, uh, yeah. But what is Winota Ryder, then? Is she a cleric? Because she's all healy. I don't know. I mean, she's bold as fuck. She's bold (laughs) as fuck. (laughs) She's, like, normally the one leading the charge, to be honest with you. Yeah. And Elle, I mean, Elle's clearly a sorceress. But, anyway, go on. Yeah, uh, let's see, Winona. I'll have to think on her, honestly. I don't really know. I mean, she doesn't have a weapon of choice, necessarily. She's pretty resourceful. Um, She's in contact with the other realm, which is like a religion kind of parallel. I don't know, I feel like she's a cleric. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so, uh, very but, yeah, D&D so show. Back to... Back to that fight. So we had fight. we had Hopper we had Hopper in one frame doing like picking up the sword to to take up arms against the Nimagorgon. Then you had what I call the Red Dawn squad. So you've got Robin, <laughs> Nancy, and Steve all dressed like they're literally from the movie Red Dawn. And they get subdued, but like finally get out. And then like third, you've got Lucas and Max, and Lucas is thrown down against Jason. Before pre getting split open by the hell chasm, and then um, most importantly, you've got Eddie and Dustin. Loved that. I, I should say also, and you get an 11, 11 fighting Vecna. Yes, mm-hmm. and I also should mention that Erica was with Lucas and Max. She was helping as well, but she was kicking people in the balls. Yeah. So that whole 
montage, like the way that all of that fit in, the way that the uh, running up that hill mixed with the Stranger Things theme, um, like that scene was just fucking perfection for me. I loved that. I thought that was so fucking cool. Like I had goosebumps watching it and I was just like, yo, I did get really, really, really scared when Red Dawn threw that first Molotov and then like Vecna just started walking towards them. Cause I literally was like, holy <laughs> yeah. fuck. They're actually going to kill Steve right here. Like this is no joke. I was close. We got the love triangle there, but it paralleled when they were playing D and D where Eddie was the DM and they were like, we're going to fucking do it. Live free or die motherfuckers. And then they're like, we got to run, right? Like, this is how it's going. We're getting fucked up. Like the whole thing was like foreshadowing for how the actual fight against Vecna went. Another scene I love before we wrap up was the, the last scene of the second to last episode, the separate ways montage. Oh, yeah. With that awesome remake of Journey, it was fucking incredible. Yeah, it was <laughs> awesome. It was such a dope song, and it was such a dope scene. Where they all like getting ready for battle and shit. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah, God I'm, damn, I'm I'm very high on the music for this season in particular too. It's very good. Like, and I don't know if you guys use Spotify, but they have a thing where it's like choose your Vecna escape song. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so fun. It gives, it gives you a playlist, and it. It has like a couple of the, you know, the songs that are in the show and then it picks like my playlist was kind of weird, though. It picks songs from artists that you like or are adjacent to artists you like, but maybe not songs that you listen to by that artist. Yeah, I don't use Spotify enough. I can't imagine what it would fucking choose. <laughs> <laughs> Mine it would be the music on YouTube. Mine would be like chill step and hardcore heavy metal. It's like the only two things <laughs> I listen to. <laughs> That's pretty much what mine was. Mine was like very, very chill, like Odessa and shit. And then it was like, like bring me the horizons, old shit. <laughs> <laughs> August Burns Red comes rolling in. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, like overall, this season was so sick. Like I loved, uh, like couple of just standout scenes really quickly for me where um, Chrissy dying in the beginning. Holy fuck. Like that. I fucking love that song. Dude, that was yeah. crazy as fuck. Um, Dude, wait, before you move on, my lady friend is named Chrissy. And no, uh, no. I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> my lady friend is Chrissy. And uh, nah. her, uh, her, th- her wake up alarm is Chrissy, wake up. And it's like the song. <laughs> and like. She sets it at fucking 5 a.m. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, every fucking day. And, uh, yeah, so uh, I've got a special place in my heart for that. And it's the depths where hell is head. Like, they just, oh, I hate it. Any- All the way down to Satan's penis. I was going to yeah. say, that's where you got to see, see Satan's big old floppy dick <laughs> waving in the wind. Um. I, I just I really liked like they did a good job of establishing Eddie and Chrissy in that first episode and like making you really like both the characters and it like it kind of set the baseline of holy shit like I feel so bad for Eddie like he's a good guy and also holy fuck Vecna is not playing around so I thought they did a great job in that first episode they this- filmed that scene the death scene before they filmed their other scene together where she's trying to buy weed off him in the woods 
And then when they filmed that scene, they were like, Jesus, we didn't know they'd have such great chemistry together. We wouldn't have killed her off so soon. <laughs> <laughs> we could have got some some stuff out of this. Um, I also really liked the uh, the scene where Max almost dies from Vecna and she's getting levitated up. Yeah, that was amazing. I thought she should have died. I thought that would have been a way better. She's about to get to the portal, and he fucking gets her. Like, I thought that would have been a way more effective way to be like, oh, this season has stakes. You know what I mean? But really, like, we didn't lose any A-listers, did we? We get, we lost the new character of the season. The best character of the season? He is the best character. I mean, technically, Max did die, so, but yeah, she's, she's yeah. holding on. <laughs> no, she I, got I really fucked think- up. I really think next season we're going to see multiple of the main characters die. Like, hmm. yeah. I, well, well, yeah. I have a Depending very on how it ends. I have a very strong belief that we could potentially lose two of the four original boys. Um we probably will lose either Hopper or Joyce. We'll probably lose either Nancy, Steve or Jonathan or a combination of two. Um, Jonathan can go. Yeah, yeah, no one's rooting for Jonathan. He's the fucking werewolf guy. Uh, Of the love triangle of fucking Twilight, he's the werewolf guy. No one actually thinks he's going to win. Jacob, Jonathan, same thing. You better not kill Steve, you sons of bitches. Uh, I honestly would not doubt it at all if they killed Steve. Steve and Dustin are off limits. If they really wanted to fuck with us, they would kill Nancy and have Steve and Jonathan just mourning. And then give us a fucking Steve and Dustin Demogorgon Hunter series. Legitimately, though, if they kill Dustin, like that would be the most heartbreaking death of the entire show by far. I know people who are like, fuck Dustin. He's so annoying. And I'm like, what? He's the heart and soul of this show. Those people are like, I hate the smartest and kindest character in the show who has also saved everyone countless times. It's like, I hate the protagonist. (laughs) It's like, my favorite character is Mike, followed by Coconut Head. What, do you hate happiness? Yeah. Number three is Jonathan. Love them all. And I was really disappointed when Barb died, too. It's like, yo, shut the fuck up. Like you just lost yeah, talking privileges. Say that, but like, like Eddie dying is much more worse than Barb dying. Fuck yeah, Barb. dude, I, I was Barb sad when Bob. is gonna fucking Barb is gonna be the red dragon. I'm telling you, she had red I hair. I thought she was gonna be Vecna. <laughs> <That would've laughs> I did too. Because like be the really first season, they're like everyone's still alive except Barb. She's fucking dead. Fuck that bitch. And I'm like, no, not Barb. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, uh, I think that, like, I was pretty sad in season two when Bob died. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sam Wise Gamgee. And then uh, season three, Billy was great. I thought Billy was fucking awesome. And Mm -hmm. so his death was impactful, but Bob was the saddest up to that point, in my opinion. But then Eddie dying was just, that broke me, dude. I was so fucking upset. Yeah, that was pretty sad. Let's see. Other notable moments in the season. Obviously, we talked about Eleven cracking that bitch upside her head. That was crazy as fuck. Um, I also very much liked the... Um, any any other ones that stand out to you guys besides the final two, obviously? Um, Lucas struggling with like popular versus his true self. I feel like that's really like high school. 
You know, like, that really is, like, early high school, like, oh, fuck, it's time to define myself rather than just, like, being myself. I have to, like, make a statement. And I feel like a lot of us went through exactly that. And uh, I think it's pretty clear what two out of three of us chose. And the other one, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Not to single anyone out. Yeah, no. There's... I was very popular. Chris, you big loser. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of friends. They just, none of them were in one click. I liked one person from each click, and I was like cool with all yeah. of them. But yeah, I don't know. I thought that was true. I thought that was true to real life, was him. But then having them hunt his friends was like, oh no. <laughs> like, where's he going to fall? Yeah. That went from zero to 60 real fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something that I had been, like, waiting for the whole season and, like, the buildup was definitely worth it was when Hop and uh, the Faceless Man from Game of Thrones teamed up to yeah. fight in, in the prison yard. I really like that guy. Yeah, he, he was, was great. great. He's very good in the show. And I liked the oh, fucking skis ball, too. He might also be my favorite character. Yuri? Yuri. He might be yeah. my favorite character because he's kind of a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he's such a piece such of shit. Asshole. I love it. He's fucking cracking me up. Gatinka! <laughs> Mary Yuri, Mary Yuri, Mary Yuri. Yeah, I hear it. <laughs> I really I really liked, uh, I liked Murray impersonating him as well. That was so good. Fucking rolls up and just cheesing as hard as he can. It's like, well, you <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> you nailed this guy. So, right, guys, so. you have any final thoughts on uh, Stranger Things? No, fucking A plus. I loved it. Yeah, it was fucking baller as hell. I very much enjoyed the show. It like the moment that the last episode ended, I was immediately like, "Yo, when are we getting the next season?" Like yeah, two years from now. Yeah, like yeah. seventeen years from now, we're gonna wait for them to be adults. They announced it twenty twenty four. That doesn't ever get pushed back. Right. <laughs> I did. I did. Also, we didn't touch on this, but I loved the reunions of all the characters at the end, and now that they're all in the same place, especially the one between Hopper and Eleven. That was fucking beautiful. That was yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it was nice. But yeah, I loved yeah, it. I w- that's that's I w- my take. Like we don't. We don't need to talk about spoilers and stuff, but I got a handful of them. It was very frustrating. This show started, and I was a single man living on my own for the first time. I went through a four-year relationship, and this show is on season four. Like, there was so much time between each fucking season. So it's going to be a long time till we get another one, which gives them plenty of time to think about how they want to do it, I guess. But uh, my daughter, my daughter was a baby, and she's about to turn seven. <laughs> That's just crazy. Yeah, I will say God between damn. the last one, between season three and four, there was a longer release period because they had to stop filming because of COVID. So yeah. at least we know for sure that it will take less time from three to four than it will to four to five. Yeah, in theory, which gives me, in theory, yeah. <laughs> So what do you guys think? Kakoa Shaw approved? Oh, definitely. For sure. It's one I'd 100%. recommend to anybody. Kakoa! Kakoa! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
Alrighty, everybody, remember life is tough, so why not get high on horror?